This is episode two of the Rise Up podcast. We're a morning radio show hosted by Steve, Therese, and Tim on Family Life, a network of stations across New York and Pennsylvania. Our podcast is a weekly conversation that'll help you think and grow in your faith. If you haven't already, subscribe today so you don't miss a thing. And find out more about our show at familylife.org. Whatever happens today, know that God's got it. You're listening to Rise Up on Family Life. Boy, this hasn't happened to me in a really long time. I almost fell out of bed the other day. How'd that happen? Well, this is the thing. People say, like, don't let your dog sleep in bed with you. And and we don't. But Lily and Casey let us sleep in their bed. <laughs> and so, right. And yeah, so it got yeah. to be a certain time of the night where Lily decided she wanted to stretch. And so her paws went right into my back and she pushed. And I was like, all right, whatever. And then I realized I'm right on the edge and I'm going to fall. And in my mind, I went, you're going to break a hip. Okay, (laughs) so I sort of flailed and flinched and got my way back onto the bed, but it was like really scary for a second. And I thought, did I just really get scared almost falling out of bed? You just brought back a memory when you said scared and bed. I have this and I think it's it's probably an illogical fear, I guess. I don't know where it comes from. Maybe something happened when I was really little, little, little. And it's in the deep recesses of my mind, which there's a lot of things back there, uh, some of which you don't want to get into. But um I had this fear of bunk beds. Always have. Now, I didn't have bunk beds as a kid, but here we go. Fast forward. We have two, you know, when we had two kids and all of a sudden they go, we want bunk beds. We want bunk beds. And Audrey, my wife, who grew up with bunk beds, said, great idea. I'm like, no, we can't have bunk beds. They'll fall out of bed like Therese eventually might. But it wasn't like they were going to break a hip or anything, you know? Yeah, right, right, right. Yeah, that's well, true. You also don't have uh, nearly the likelihood that a dog is joining them in the top bunk and going to do that stretch <laughs> and push them out but of the bunk bed. Is so, that illogical? Is anybody here afraid of bunk beds? Well, so it's you're not alone. I'm not afraid of bunk beds, Steve, but you aren't alone in your fear of bunk beds. And a lot of people's fear isn't from sleeping on the top bunk, worried that they'll roll over. Oh, no. A lot of people are afraid, I read this, to sleep on the bottom bunk because they're afraid it's going to come crashing down on them in the middle of the night. So bunk beds are like this phobia-laden sandwich of sleeping, Uh. and (laughs) you are not even close to being alone in that fear. A A lot of people have that. By the way, uh, guess who won the argument uh, between, not argument, but discussion, we'll say, of uh, are we going to get bunk beds for the kids or not? I'm going to guess that Audrey won. Yeah. Yeah, she did. We had bunk beds. (laughs) Now, is anybody going to ask, did anybody fall out? Did we fall out? Yeah, pretty soon uh, from the top bunk, (gasps) our son fell off. No. He's okay, but, you know. It was one of those parent moments, but more of a spouse moment that I had to hold back and say, see, I told you so. You I can't say, say that. No, I didn't. I didn't say that. In my head, I like did. Like, how many I times do you want to say that? Yeah. But have true. you ever been on the receiving side of that? And have you wondered when the person doesn't say, I told you so, that they know that they told you so? Yeah, mm. right, right. It's still it's like, like uh, it still kind of lands. Now, <laughs> I have this other illogical fear, uh, if it is illogical. Um, I... Don't like I didn't like climbing trees as a kid. Hmm. Uh, I was afraid I'd fall. So it gets back okay. to the bunk bed. Okay, thing. yeah. Did you like climbing trees? Or yeah, see, like? fear. I'm not really a big. I'm a. I don't. I don't want to be stereotypical, but I was an only child girl, so there were like a million other things I was doing besides climbing right. trees, and you know, and I didn't have any siblings, so there were no bunk beds in my world. Oh. 
Right. No, Tim, that, did you that's like true. palm trees? That's true. You, you wouldn't have that. Yeah, tree, tree climbing was, was pretty great. See, it was pretty great. I, I, I would um, get up there, but I'd hold on to the, I'd hold on tightly. and like, feel like I'd a lemur. <laughs> right. I was, I thought, I'm going to live the rest of my life in this tree because I don't want to move or come down. <laughs> oh, illogical fears. I got another one, too. Uh, mm-hmm. Illogical fears. I'm not a big fan of escalators. Yeah, there's a theme here, Steve. There's something to work through with this. I, I, I think the going up, going down thing. It's, well, yeah, at you, least you, the, well, right. Uh, are you afraid part. like your shoe's going to get chewed up and then it's going to take your whole body into the something escalator? Like, yes, like the paper shredder, like a green light of doom at the end, <laughs> where yes. it's just like this collapsing yes. teeth coming and there together. Are accidents. I mean, there I are accidents know. in bunk beds. There's mind. accidents in climbing trees. There's accidents on escalators. Sure. So it's not a totally illogical fear. Not no, totally. no. Now here's the illogical part. Uh huh. If you thought that was illogical, I have all those fears. I've already been told about falling out of higher places. Mm -hmm. I'm probably the only one of us three who skydived, jumped out of an airplane. Yes. On purpose. So, hi, I'm afraid of the height of a bunk bed, but I will get into an airplane and I will leap into nothing but air and cascade toward the earth at terrifying <laughs> speeds. You make no sense. Yeah, that that, that adds up. No. Not the no, first really time don't. I've heard that in my life. <laughs> you make no sense. You make no sense, Stephen. <laughs> <laughs> oh, if I had a nickel uh, for every time. But I think I have maybe. I mean, I've tried to think through this. I mean. Like why? I Like right. why am I afraid mm. to do these little things? Uh-huh. But I was totally. I And I can't say totally. Happy with jumping. You're like out a little nervous, but normal. Yeah, nervous. there's a little anxiety. A little nervous. Yeah, has a, to be little a little nervous. Man, that would terrify me. Like even today, like climbing up on a ladder. Right. I don't like climbing ladders or getting Same. up on a roof of a house. I it just that terrifies me. Don't want to do it, but I jumped out of an airplane. And here's the only thing I can come up with. And I think this sounds a little more logical. This you now, Therese, won't say, that doesn't make sense. You'll say, Hey, that makes sense. When I was in the airplane, I had a parachute. Mm-hmm. I had total confidence. 100% confidence that the parachute was going to work. Mm. So I had this comfort, yeah. this parachute, this covering, if you will. And I thought of that spiritually later. It's like, all right, if, if I know, if I know that I know that I know that God is with me, I don't have to be fearful in lots of situations. Mm-hmm. But if I'm like off on the wrong track and I've been off on the wrong track all my life, so, not all my life, some of my life that I know it's like, oh, uh oh, uh oh, I'm I, I feel a little more nervous now yeah. because I'm not sure where I am. I'm not sure if that makes any more sense. But mm. I knew I had that covering, that comfort of knowing yeah. that this parachute, God, will comfort me, hold me, save me. Yeah, yeah. All that. Does that make any well, sense? now that you're deep and spiritual about it, like. Well, yeah, okay, Steve makes sense. Okay. We feel bad for saying he didn't make sense. That's yeah. an excellent point, yeah. I don't know. I don't feel bad about it, but... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Teresa's like, I'm used to this. I'm used to this. But, I, but I will tell you, if you see a strange man on an escalator wearing a parachute, <laughs> like a parachute. it's probably Steve just doing his Christmas shopping. Okay? Yeah, maybe, maybe I should like put Christmas lights up on my house next <laughs> with year with a parachute on, knowing that if <gasps> oh, I do fall... Wait, I've got yeah. it for the kids on the bunk bed. Uh-huh. Parachute PJs. Oh, oh. wow. Therese. Right? They just... What are you doing on radio? You could be a millionaire inventor. <laughs> uh, QVC with Therese Maine. <laughs>
<laughs> I want to see demonstration. parachute jammies. I want to see the demonstration. Oh, <laughs> you start to man. fall in it automatically. Don't they have like those automatic inflating, like the the rafts on the airplanes? They say, oh, when it goes out, oh, yeah. it'll automatically inflate. What about pajamas that when they began to descend at a quick rate, they just went like, Poof, and then they were like this big padded oh. like bubble man, and they then bounce. Like, yeah, they bounce, and the kid would bounce right into the bottom bunk, and then their sibling would be like, "What are you doing here?" <laughs> but what happens when I go on an escalator? What do I do? Yeah. Do I wear my pajamas on the escalator? <laughs> so if you see a strange man in his pajamas wearing a parachute on an escalator. Guess who? Guess who? Hey, you're that guy I saw in the tree out back, aren't you? Sharing the message of hope. It's Rise Up with Steve, Therese, and Tim on Family Life. Baby really straightens your priorities out. <laughs> mm-hmm. Some friends told me before my wife and I brought home our daughter, Aurora, I said, Timmy, this is kind of weird. I said, What's that? Well, the fact is I used to refer to my dog, uh-huh. Shasta. I, uh, If I'm honest, I used to talk to him kind of like he was my child. I'm like, okay. No, no, we don't do baby. that. Yeah, the fur baby. Yeah. We don't do that yeah. in this household, Shasta. Mm-hmm. Now, what have I told you? But the really weird part when you know there's a problem mm-hmm. is that I would talk to my robot vacuum cleaner who we had named uh as if he were our dog ah. so you know the dog is a child <laughs> Come here. the vacuum cleaner is the dog, the dog. there's a problem baby right. comes into the picture something really amazing happens what's that my daughter is my child uh-huh. yes my dog is my faithful pet uh-huh. yeah. and my robot vacuum cleaner mm-hmm. is now my lowly but faithful Home appliance. How about that? Oh, I, feel, I feel bad for your vacuum, though. I know. Because after a while, you know, when Aurora gets up into a high chair, Shasta's going to become the vacuum. <laughs> and oh, then you yeah. won't need the robot vacuum anymore, you know? Promotions all around, yeah. <laughs> Parenting can be confusing. Of course we're happy. You're here. Why wouldn't we be? Thanks for listening to Rise Up on Family Life. Do you believe in writing in your Bible, like underlining and sermon yes. notes and things Good. like that? Mm, yeah. Highlighting. Tim, you're probably an online Bible user, no, aren't no, you? No, no, I, 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 I definitely do the underlining thing. Yeah. Yeah, yeah the, I the love that. I just, Bible. And you go back and you read later and you're like, oh, I remember that sermon, right. you know, where I was and who the pastor was and all that. And I, I just think that's so neat. Well, Paul didn't think much about those notes in his Bible. He wrote in his Bible all through high school. Then he lost his Bible. And so he ended up getting a new Bible, and he started writing in that Bible. But his Bible was found by this guy named Clayton. Hmm. And Clayton would read the Bible when he got lonely at the homeless shelter. So every night he was pouring through that Bible. And when he came across something that was you know, highlighted or underlined or had notes, he would go back and he would like read it again. Like, why is this so important? Somebody spent all this time writing in this Bible. And, and eventually Clayton surrendered his life to Jesus. He got saved wow. through mm. this Bible with all this mm. writing on it. But then check this out. He got to meet Paul. Wow. This is really neat. He got to meet Paul at church. He walked right up to Pastor Paul. Huh. And he said, is this your Bible? Thanks for letting us be part of your morning. It's Rise Up with Steve, Therese, and Tim on Family Life. Not going to do this story. I will not do it. You can't make me oh, do Steve, this. Oh, Steve, come on. Let's I'm hear not, it. Not going to do this story. I am not going to do this story. Okay, um, it's Rise Up on Family Life. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm 
Yes. Teresa's all for that. Any less of Steve, more I'm of God, it's better. I'm kidding. I'm well, kidding. you guys. Well, it'll be obvious why I don't want to do this story. But one of the parts of it is, you know, I'm not a hunter. I don't hunt. Mm. I don't do anything about hunting. I'm just not. Now it's nothing wrong with hunt. I mean, if you sure. like to do right. that, that's great. Yeah. I'm just not. I just don't do it. So, but this is a different kind of hunting. Where uh, you're guided by a GPS or any kind of other mobile device that will help you find these things. These things are not animals. There's a thing. This is a real thing. People are going out, hiding, and then you go looking for marbles. You go looking for marbles. <laughs> I go looking for marbles, and guess what everybody tells me? You lost yeah. <laughs> there you go. Open season on Steve. Well, we can't say you didn't ask for it. Wow. Where are your marbles, Steve? I lost them years ago. Need more than a GPS. You don't have to be a morning person to join us. Actually, you don't even have to be a person. It's Rise Up with Steve, Therese, and Tim on Family Life. If you want to do better in life, will you take advice from somebody who really knows, right? Like you look yeah. and you say, who's really rocking life? What are they doing? Let me do that. Well, this one mom uh, got some great advice from a very reputable source, her five-year-old son. Oh, they know um, everything. Yeah, they <laughs> you know. They're so smart. She was kind of nervous about a meeting she had that day. And so her said and said, you know what, mom, you just have to say these affirmations. And he said, you have to say them with your mouth and with your heart. Mm. And he said, what you have to say is, I am brave, I am loved, and I smell good. Oh, well, that's great advice. <laughs> okay, right and then there. he said, he said, you say it five or three or ten until you know it. Oh, yeah. Okay, so you have to say it a lot. Yeah. So right. I figured you guys should try this. Ready? Okay. I am brave. I am brave. I am loved. I am loved. I smell good. Tim I smells. Oh. <laughs> okay, well, something like well. that. I am brave. <laughs> I am loved. <laughs> One of us smells good. Somebody somewhere smells good. <laughs> They're morning people because they love mornings and people. It's Rise Up with Steve, Therese, and Tim on Family Life. Kevin Williams is the guy who does weather here at Family Life. He'll inform us day or night. If there's blizzards or twisters or jet streams, eclipses, he's got gadgets that watch the air. As he observes from his office chair, writes the reports, so we're aware of the flash floods and sunspots and changes in pressure. When solar flares are reaching us, they create borealisis. Kevin takes his analysis. And with great care and skill, he says where they will appear. And with his weather chart stuff, he imparts all through the year. He's our eye in the sky. Kevin, you're quite the guy. May your days be mostly clear.